Hey family, this is Joshua Jones. My wife, Lindsay, and I have the honor of being the lead followers of Way Family Church right here in Edmond, Oklahoma. Thank you for taking a minute to tune in. We pray the message gives you a different perspective about Jesus, His gospel, and what living life in His kingdom is all about. Take notes, listen intently, and be blessed. All right, you guys ready for some gospel? Come on, that's all I got. I got one message right now in my life. Jesus and his gospel, man, I'm telling you. He is the greatest message. Okay, Miss Marsha, I hope you're ready because I got about 37 scriptures to throw at you. And uh, I'll try to wait on you to, to click them and, and, and we'll go. So we've been talking about just a theme called Captivated. And my heart is kind of in multiple directions um, with some stuff. But um, I don't know, sometimes I fall down the rabbit hole. And uh, some rabbit holes in the gospel, you can just keep on going because truth doesn't have a bottom. Like truth just goes, right? And so uh, the last couple of weeks specifically, we've been talking about um, just pulling from the Bible about how they had a revelation. Jesus offered them insight into what I'm calling just heaven on earth and how to, how to take these spiritual truths and make them earthly realities. Yeah, have you ever gone to a church service and like, man, that's powerful. But how does that play out in my everyday life? Like you've heard, that's a really great principle, but that doesn't apply to me the least bit. So Jesus took these grandiose thoughts and he would bring them down to people and say, this is what that looks like. And when you read the early church or even read, you know, the book of Acts on, you found out that they were learning how to live out some of the things they had been taught. Um, and so I'm going to just keep peeling away today at some of this heaven on earth concepts. And I really hope that it makes a little bit of uh, sense to us as we dive into the gospel. Uh, Miss Marsha, let's look at Mark chapter 16. Um, I think I have ESV here, but Mark chapter 16. Um, I'm going to look at Matthew 316. There's some beautiful 316s, by the way, in the Bible. Mark chapter 16. And I may read some of these before Miss Marsha gets them up, but we'll just keep on going. Mark 16 and 6, 17. Let's do 16, 17. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. Let's read this one. It says, uh, you got to get that graphic from behind it. There we go. These signs will accompany those who have believed. Everybody say, I'm a believer. Watch this. Did it say these signs? This is Jesus talking after he resurrected, before he ascended into heaven, one of his last messages to those who would believe on him. These signs would accompany preachers. Watch this. These signs will accompany apostles. (laughs) These signs will accompany the Pope. These signs will accompany those who've gone to seminary. No, these signs accompany believers who may be single moms or single dads. These signs will accompany believers who may be personal trainers. These signs will accompany believers who may be construction workers. Come on. You're quiet up in here today. In my name, those who believe in me, which if if you follow Jesus, if you say, if you confess Christ, if you receive the life of Christ, that is you. In my name, they will cast out what? Demons. I'd like to ask people, when's the last time you personally did that? (laughs) Nobody challenges me on that. It's a good time to get in the gospel, man. And we also take a scripture like this and we think it means you literally cast a demon out of people. That may happen that way. Sometimes for me that happens that way, but sometimes it's casting out, watch this, a demonic mindset in people. Like that's, I, I read this stuff on Facebook all the time, which by the way, let me just say this. This goes, I'm, I'm going to speak as if I was talking to a lady, but this is also to men. I usually see this on a lady's like Facebook page. It'll say something like this, demonic mindset. Ready for this? That happened to you, but don't, don't, don't put it on the whole world. All men are trash. Oh, watch this. How can... All men or all women be trash when they were made by a good father. So, so a, a, a mindset settles in that now all whatever are garbage because somebody hurt you. Right? So sometimes we're casting out a demonic mindset. No, that, that, that mindset's not from God. You got to get that off you. So we, in, our, in, in his name, we cast out demons and we'll also speak with new tongues. 
right? Love that. Most of us say, oh, I got that one. Check. Bing. Next verse. Verse 18. Jesus says, they'll also pick up serpents with their hands. And I'm not encouraging you to go try to pick up snakes. Jesus said to pick up a snake. So I'm going to go somewhere in, you know, Oklahoma and try to find me a diamondback rattlesnake. That's, anyway, you don't even find the disciples trying to go do that. That's why you can't be a biblical literist. Or you will get yourself in a mess. For all my biblical liter- literist friends in the room, why don't you go pluck out your eye if you've ever sinned with it? Because Jesus said to do that. Why aren't you walking around like Nubby Joe? Because Jesus said, cut off your hand too. That's in the Bible, but I don't see people going to, you know what? I'm trying to start a nub man. No, you're not trying to start a nub man. Jesus, that's not what he meant, right? So we can't take scripture out of context because when you take text out of context, you're left with what? And nobody likes to be conned, right? So he says, if they drink anything, any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. He's not trying to say, I want you to go prove people that you're my disciple. Go buy some poison and drink it and say, watch me, I shall not die. That's not what Jesus was saying to do. Right? But if somebody tries to poison you, don't sweat it. That's what he was saying to do. Right? And they will lay hands on the sick and they what? Did he say they might recover? Like I love reading the Bible. Like he said... They will recover. Next verse. Watch this. So then the Lord Jesus, after he'd spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and he sat down at the right hand of God. Next verse. And they went out and they preached everywhere because the preceding verse of 15, he said, go preach. So they're doing what he asked them to do. And while the Lord was working with them and confirming their message by accompanying signs. Man, that's powerful. Miss Marsha, let's look at Matthew's gospel. Uh, actually, let's look at Isaiah 64 and 1. Isaiah 64 and 1. I got a lot of verses, man, I would love. Isaiah 64 and 1. I hope I'm telling you the right verse. I'm still trying to work on this new Bible I got. I don't know where to go. My old Bible, I could drop it. And it would just hit the right page. This is a prayer by the prophet Isaiah about seven or 800 years before Jesus. This, this is a beautiful prayer. He says, I pray that you would tear the heavens and what? He was saying, I want heaven to come to the, I don't know how to make that happen, Isaiah says. I pray that you would tear or rend the heavens and come down. And when you do, the mountains will quake at your what? Mountains in the scripture are synonymous with problems, these issues that we face. They would uh, quake at your presence. Now, Miss Marsha, Matthew chapter 3, I think it's verse 16. Matthew 3, 16. Everybody knows uh, John 3, 16, but there's some beautiful 16s. Luke 3, 16 is beautiful. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were what? To him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on Jesus. Now look at one more verse. John chapter 14, verse 12. This is one of the first verses I ever memorized. John chapter 14, verse 12. My wife sings to me, what a beautiful man you is. I'm like, sweetheart, you don't have to sing that to me. She's like, yeah, but I want to. And she's in kids right now. She'd be like, stop lying. Truly, truly, this is Jesus. I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. Did, y'all, did you hear? This is Jesus. If you believe in me, you will do the works that I do. And what? And greater works than these will you do. Why? Because I'm going back to my father. Next verse. Whatever you ask in my name, you ask it. But watch Jesus. This will I do. Why, Jesus? so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Hold up. I pray you do it, but God gets glory. I pray in his name, Jesus does the work, but Yahweh, our Father, gets the glory. Next verse. If you ask, this is the blank check of the Bible. If you ask me what? In my name, I'm going to what? That's some 
that's a big verse for me right there. I'm just telling you. I'm like, okay. How many people have taken Jesus up on this? I, 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 I know what it's like to ask according to my means. I remember, and I don't even want to get in that story. I get so far off track. Let me just not do that. Everybody say this. Say, demonstrate the gospel. One more time. Say, demonstrate the gospel. Say, on earth as it is in heaven. For some of us, that's too, that's too much of a, that's too spiritual. And that's too non-practical. So let's make it. Say, in Edmund as it is in heaven. That's still too broad. That's still too broad. So what I do is I say this, in Twin Oaks, that's where I live, as it is in heaven. At my address, at my mailbox, the place that I live, as it is in heaven. A lot of times we, we take these broad scriptures like, on the earth. I'm like, if you don't do that at your house, it don't, it don't quit praying on the earth. At your house. So Jesus said this. Pray, our Father who art in heaven, not Howard be thy name, but hallowed, <laughs> sacred, holy, set apart be thy name. Thy kingdom would come and your will would be done. Where? On how? As it is? In other words, to the same degree that the will of the Father is done in heaven. And how many know he perfectly has his will in heaven? He said it's the Father's heart that his will be done on the earth to the same degree. So I grew up in John Station, North Carolina. I'm about to age myself here a little bit for real. Um, and I think they still make these. I'm not sure. How many of you guys have ever heard of a Kirby vacuum cleaner? By show of hands. A Kirby? Wow. Some of the rest of y'all old. I remember being probably, I don't know, seven to ten years old. And it was getting late in the evening. And we had... A Kirby salesman, they would come to your house knocking on your door. A Kirby salesman came by us. It was getting dark. Get a knock at the door. I actually answered the door. And this guy was standing there, you know, looking like he wanted to sell me insurance. He's standing there really, really nice. He had a vacuum cleaner behind him that looked like a 747 bomber jet behind him, right? And he had a stack of papers in his hands. And he says, uh, hey, young man, he says, is your mom or dad home? And I'm not sure. So I go get my mom, and my mom comes out, and he says, basically tells her his name and essentially what he was there to do to show her this vacuum cleaner. He was really specific. I don't know if he was lying, but he was a good salesman. I mean, like, brother, you could have been a preacher. You, you, you have an anointing on your life. And he was like, um, you're my last stop of the night. I got one more vacuum cleaner. Can I just show you, you know, what it is? And my mom was like, I'm really, really not interested. Um, I really appreciate it. He just said, well, um, I won't bore you with telling you about it. Let me demonstrate it to you. I mean, it is late. It's dark. He said, I won't bother, I, I won't bother giving you all the facts. I, I won't bother reading you about the owner's manual. I won't, I won't bother telling you how much it weighs. I won't, I won't bother telling you everything it can do. Just let me show it to you. I mean, really, how many of you guys, you actually buy a product, you go through the manual? Yeah. I'm, do y'all remember something? If you don't believe this exists, it, it exists, just Google it. There used to be something called a V. Let me go your way. V-C-R. You know what that stands for? Someone said, video, video, my VCR I had as a boy had like, I don't know, seven or eight buttons on it. Guess how many I used? I used a play. I used stop, rewind, and fast forward. But it had a whole lot more on it. But I never read the book to find out what they was for. And you didn't either. <laughs> this guy says, I want, I ain't gonna, I'm not going to bore you just, you know, reading all my manual to you. He says, but let me demonstrate it to you. It really, it's almost like my mom didn't even tell him to come in. He just kind of barged on in there, you know, just like mm, bringing his stuff. And if you, the Kirby vacuum cleaner was like 40 pounds. And I'm not even making this up. The Kirby had a clutch on it. I am not even lying. The Kirby had a legitimate clutch on it and the front of it was metal. And he says, uh, let me show you something. And he pulled out this salt. And he poured salt on the floor. And he made his own little pyramid. just like a, It's probably about this tall. He says, you got a vacuum cleaner? 
I really, I wish I could have, if I was older. My mom's like, yeah, I got one. He's like, go get it. And my mom brings out, you know, this $27 vacuum cleaner that we had. I call it a college vacuum cleaner. You know them short ones? She brought out this vacuum cleaner. He was like, why don't you just go ahead and suck that, suck that salt up for me? My mom plugs it in. Just two or three times, it was gone. I'm thinking to myself, got you, Buster. You thought you was about to sell us on that back then? We got you. Yeah, way to go, Mom. I don't know what that vacuum cleaner was called, but it was horrible. Weighed like three pounds. He said, now let me show you what my vacuum cleaner can do. This guy takes that Kirby vacuum cleaner out. He didn't put no more salt down. Kaylee, he vacuumed over the same spot that my mom vacuumed over. And he had a special attachment on the side of his you know, 747 bomber jet that would catch whatever it pulled up in that moment. And he vacuumed over it, and he took the cup off, and that thing was filled with salt. And I was like, you know, you put that salt in there. <laughs> he said, okay, go empty it out. I went and emptied it out again, and he put it back on there again. And he vacuumed over it, and more salt came in the cup. Now, he didn't bother reading me his manual, like all the facts about it. He said, let me demonstrate it to you. He did it again. Filled that whole cup up. He says, your vacuum cleaner pushed the salt down into the carpet. He said, my vacuum cleaner sucked it up. Listen, when he plugged that thing in, it sounded like a a Mustang. I was like, oh, wow. He he hit one button and the thing went back. And then he had to push the other handle to make the clutch. It it has like a PRND on the side. I'm not even lying. He put that thing in drive, and it's like, I'm like, whoa, right? I mean, things suck the color out of the carpet. Like, uh-oh, you, did you know you're going to suck the color? It's powerful. You know what? That thing was like 1200 bucks. Like, you have to finance the Kirby. Um, he wasn't even none of his illustrations, Stephen. My mom's like, now, don't, don't hate my mom. Like, I grew up in it. My, you know, my parents still believe in smacking you. My mom just, she smacked the back of my head. She said, go get your daddy. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, go, go get your daddy. Some of y'all grew up in the same neighborhood I grew up in. I go get my dad. And my dad comes in there, you know, like, like what? <laughs> um, my mom's like, you, you, you need to see what this vacuum cleaner can do. What is my dad thinking? I don't, <laughs> I need another vacuum cleaner like I need another hole in my head. And we're men. We always think about what? My mom's like, yeah, but you ain't, you didn't see what it can do, Frankie. <laughs> you know what a man's thinking? How much does it cost? It's like 1200 bucks. But mama wanted it, so my dad bought it. Do you know what sold us on that product? Not because how much scripture he quoted to us. He demonstrated the quality of his product. It was already late. It was very expensive. I mean, you can get a shark right now for like 250 bucks. Catch it on Black Friday, you can beat that deal. He demonstrated his product. He believed in it. You know what we do in church? And I thank God for the word of Thank God for this book. That's why I stay up late at night reading every, almost every night of my life. But I think sometimes we try to sermonize people into the kingdom when, guys, you can't out-intellectualize the world because we were not meant to. We can't out-information the world because we were not meant to. Paul told the church at Corinth. He said, I choose to know nothing. And Paul knew a lot. He said, I choose to know nothing except Christ and him crucified. And he said, when I came to you, this is what Paul told Corinth. He said, I came to you in fear and trembling. And in demonstration. That's what Paul said. Because you guys have a lot of information, but what you lack is demonstration. Do you know how much information is going out in America right now on church platforms? A lot of it. But how much, how many people are actually being challenged to demonstrate the gospel? And I don't just mean bringing a person out of a wheelchair. I mean Proverbs 15. How many people are demonstrating this? A soft answer turning away wrath. 
How many people are demonstrating this? Let your speech be seasoned with salt. How many people are demonstrating this? Bless those who... I will cur- I'm going cur- to say whatever you want to to me. I'm going to go. You guys, you know what I'm saying? Any ladies used to do that? Okay. Okay. She gets, okay. Okay. Bless those who curse you. Watch this. Pray for those who what? Despitefully use you. You know, if somebody curse you out, you're going to say, oh, okay. No, Jesus said, bless those who? Do you know why? Because in his culture and in this culture, it was not normal to bless people that curse you. But what's going to make Katie different and Jeremiah different and Kaylee different and Cameron different than everybody else around you? Is that you live in such a way that you manifest the reality of the kingdom of God in a fallen world. So that your character is different. Your attitude is different. Your speech is different. Most people cannot tell Christians apart from everybody else other than the fact that we have a way church sticker on our bumper or we go to church on a Sunday morning. But the world is not looking for better information. They want to see people who can demonstrate what this thing called the gospel really is. Jesus, man. Jesus. The Bible's filled with people that demonstrated the revelation they had of the kingdom in their their day. Moses and Aaron go before Pharaoh. And Pharaoh says, oh, you want to demonstrate stuff? Because we got information, but we can do a little demonstration ourselves. What you got, Moses? Well, Moses throws his stick down. And what's that staff become? And a lot of men and women would be like, peace out. I'm gone. Peace out, bro. <laughs> Pharaoh said, oh, that's what you got? You like to demonstrate? I'm going to show you a demonstration. Come on. And he calls James and Jamborees, and they come and they throw their staff down, and their staffs become what, too? Snakes. But guess what happened? Moses has ate both theirs. You know how long it takes for a snake to eat anything? But he has quickly just, <laughs> okay, you got, okay, that was, that was pretty cool. Any, any more tricks you got? Yeah, I got some more tricks. I got some more tricks. Moses starts beginning to do miracles to demonstrate the reality of the kingdom that he knew at that time. He turns water into what? (laughs) Jesus did do that. That'd have been a whole lot of wine, by the way. If he turned, that's a. Everybody would be like, I'm going swimming. The only good time is good to drink the water. Don't anyway. But unless it's warm. Don't drink the warm, don't drink the warm water. Don't drink the warm water. Moses turns a whole, every bit of water in Egypt, he turns into blood. And eventually, Pharaoh's guy said, this right here, it's the finger of God. He can demonstrate on another level. It's the finger of God. It's the finger of God. Elijah demonstrates the reality of the kingdom. I'm so far off course right now. (laughs) He's on Mount Carmel. It hadn't rained in three and a half years. And he says, meet me on top of the mountain. And we're going to call down fire. Call down rain. (laughs) Not fire. But I'm going to demonstrate the reality of the kingdom that I know. And he calls down fire. Jesus comes to the earth. And I don't know if it was every day, but I bet you a week didn't go by where he wasn't releasing the reality of his world. What was that like? He was allowing people who were nothing like him to come be with him. In his day, that was not culturally astute. That was not culturally acceptable. Holy men didn't hang out with prostitutes. It's still not good to do that in this day. So if you're wondering, no. Matter of fact, you just didn't hang out with unholy people because they believe they'll defile you. But Jesus specifically put himself in homes where they would be at. He put himself at parties where they would be at. 
He would walk a day's journey out of the way to sit at a well where they would be at. Specifically so he could let them know that God really isn't trying to distance himself from you. He's actually trying to show you how he wants you to be close to him even in your sinful state. Come here. And he was absolutely 100% captivating. But the lifestyle of Jesus is not a made-up lifestyle. You ready for this? Rather, the lifestyle of Jesus is what you and I were made up to do. We were meant to live the lifestyle of Jesus. Not to worship the works of Christ, but to duplicate the works of Christ. Not to preach about just the works of Christ, but to duplicate the works of Christ. Seriously. So I know everybody else on your job maybe talks about the boss behind his back, but what do you do in their company? Even if they have been jerks, because I'm supposed to bless those that I ain't getting no help up in here today. I thought I was going to get some help. Y'all were doing good when I was talking about heaven coming to earth and stuff, like talking about Kirby's and stuff. So watch this. Isaiah says, God, let heaven come to earth. Remember, it is the will of God for heaven to be on earth. We've talked about the last three weeks that Jesus said, I give you the keys to the kingdom of what? Heaven. If, if, if Jeremiah and Kaylee give me the keys to their house... They're not just saying, go to the door and open it. They're literally saying, I'm not only giving you the keys to my house, Jason. I'm giving you access to use and operate and take anything you want in my house. You can go eat my beans. You can eat my steak. You can, you can watch my TV. You can sleep in my bed. I give you the keys to my house for you to, for you to access it. I didn't give you keys for you to shout over keys. Oh. Keys. Ah. With an organ in the back. No matter what the weapon is, I want you to know. And we have church about crazy stuff. And we shout over stuff that we never end up occupying. We shout over promises that we never possess. But I want to talk about how to do the stuff. Isaiah 64 says, Lord, would you just tear the heavens and come down? Because evidently, right, there's this barrier there. But here comes Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew. And Jesus the Christ, the Son of God, gets baptized. And the Bible says, and the heavens were opened. And the heavens were. And the heavens were. And the heavens were Interesting, the same word for open here in the Greek is the exact same word they used when they tore the veil. When the veil was ripped at Jesus' resurrection, essentially, and his death, the veil was rent from top to bottom. That same word for rip or tear there is the exact same word for open here. Just a bad translation in the English. When Jesus Christ was baptized, understand this. The Bible says, and the heavens were ripped open. And you never see nowhere else in the Bible where anybody got a needle and a thread and stitched them back up. So watch this. The heavens have been open for the last 2,022 years. But who were the heavens open over? They were open over a son or daughter. I don't care. You can go to Vegas. You can pick whatever, whatever might be the darkest place on the earth when you go there you don't have to pray god open the heavens you know why because over you they're open so so you can walk in a place and begin to declare and decree do that begin to pray do that but also manifest the reality of heaven do that be nice oh pastor expect me to be nice to these heathens yeah Be nice. <laughs> you know what the fruit of the Spirit is? Not anger. There is no fruit of the Spirit that's called, give them a piece of my mind. Well, I gave them the fruit of the Spirit today, I tell you what. A lot of people, we don't manifest, we manifest. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna need some escort into my car as soon as the service is over, Jeremiah. Just get me there and shut the door and just... Push me on just, just today. 
So the heavens have been open for the last 2,022 years, and they've never been sewn up again. But you and I must realize, rather than looking for something specifically to come down, now Jesus said in Luke 17 and 21 that the kingdom of God is in the hearts of men, or the kingdom of God is in your midst, Luke 17, 21. So I'm not really looking for something to come down. I'm looking for something to come out. Oh. As long as I'm looking for something to come down, I tell myself I got to go up, grab and come down. But the real revelation of the new covenant is that because of Christ, his kingdom is inside of every person whose spirit that he lives in. And now if you can, you and I need to learn how to do this. We just need to get an outward flow of what we inwardly possess. We need an outward flow of what we, what we inwardly possess. Jesus said, watch this, John 7, 37 through 39. Out of your, out of your, out of his, no, out of your. What, what, what about what Solomon said in Proverbs? The spirit of man is now the candle of the Lord. So really, where is this heaven that is supposed to be manifested on the earth? The full new covenant revelation where I'm at this point is this. It is inside of us. I hate to spoil it for religious people, but heaven is not a place you mysteriously go one day when you die. It's amazing how we read into scripture. There are over, write it, write it, 17 sermons in 17 sermons in the book of Acts, and none of them are about afterlife. They did not spend time talking about afterlife. But America, they talk about now life on the earth as it is. In heaven, let me ask you something. What are you carrying for your marriage, for your children, for your workspace, for your generation that hasn't been released yet? What are you carrying? Oh, you should put your hand on your belly. What are you carrying? And my family, I can tell you the men that came before me, Tiffany, they all fell into adultery in my family, my immediate, my brothers and my sisters and my dad. But you know what I told myself? Not in my household. I'm carrying something different. That demon, that mindset ain't going to happen in my household. I'm manifesting something different. I get on my wife all the time. She walks through the house and goes, you bad, you bad. You need to be locked up for that right there. Were you guilty? I'm talking about they need the death sentence is coming to you because you are on, you on death row in my house. I'm captivated. You're right. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go home right now. I'm literally. Because not in my house. I'm carrying something different. And we can either be religious and say one day, someday God's gonna. Or you can stop making excuses for what you don't see happening and recognize that God said, man, I put my whole kingdom inside of you. Do something with it. If you don't like it, change it. I put my kingdom inside of you. Come on. I don't have to be like no other man that came before me in my household. Come on, their curses don't have to be mine. Their mindsets don't have to be mine. I come to manifest something from a different place in the universe. Come on. And I don't want to just talk about it, man. I want to show them. We can make excuses. Well, the other people before me did this, and I'm just this way. That's called a victim mindset. I'm not denying that trauma wasn't real for any of us. I'm just denying it, the fact that it has a crippled the rest of my life from this point forward. It ain't going to happen. I come to manifest something. The heavens were open over Jesus every day of his life. If it was true of Jesus, it was true of us. And now when you read this book, you find people that found people in some, in some really just horrible circumstances. But they gave them the reality of another world. I want to say this. I want, you to, I want you to hear this. Usually, heaven and hell manifest on the earth not through a what, but through a who. If you're taking notes, write this down. Satan and Yahweh both need people 
to operate through. Now, that, I don't want to make that statement very broad, but I just want you to understand. God is spirit. And in Genesis 1, God is also king. Whatever king says becomes law. In Genesis 1, he didn't say, let us have dominion over the planet. Talking about father, son, spirit. He said, let y'all have dominion over the planet. So God doesn't come to the earth and do anything, watch this, outside the cooperation of mankind. Why? Because he made a law. You see that? If God would come to the, the planet and do something really outside of man's involvement, he would be breaking his own law. That's why God didn't send an angel or fly from heaven to redeem us. That's why he had to be born and become like us. Listen, that's why God doesn't stop mall shootings. Floodings. You know why? Because God would say, why do you tell me to stop that? I can't just come and do it. Because I don't have dominion on the planet. You have dominion on the planet. Listen, if you want my reality to manifest on the earth, it's coming through you. Heaven and hell both need people to manifest themselves through. Listen. The Bible didn't say this. The, well, the Bible did say this. It says, if God be for you, he didn't say what can be against you. He said, who? Paul told the church of Galatia, he said this. He didn't say what has bewitched you. He says, who has bewitched you? Who made you think that way? Who told you you could never own a business? Who told you you could never do this much in your finances? Who told you your marriage had to look like that? Who told you that? Who told you you'd be an emotional basket case all your life? Who told you that? I'm telling you, we need to go back. We need some new information or revelation. I want you to know this. Even under the old covenant, he says, you can be the and not the. He says, you can be above and above only and not beneath. He says, you can be blessed in the city and you can be blessed in the field. My goodness, man. Do you understand the stuff that God speaks over you? I want to ask you something. My father-in-law used to say this all the time. He would say, the voices that inform you, those are the voices that end up forming you. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? I believe that I'm on the earth to demonstrate something. What am I doing about it? And I want to find places that look like everything's closed over there, but not till we come along. So Chip and Joanna Gaines, everybody know who they are? The show Fixer Upper, I think it, did that start back coming on? I think it did. They operate out of Waco, Texas. Prior, a Texas man, got one Texas guy in the house. What's the Longhorn sign? What is that sign? Where's Meech when I need him? Okay, Meech. They operate out of Waco, Texas, their business. Talk about releasing heaven. We got to, I meet myself, I got to think bigger. They could have put their business 60 to 90 miles in any direction and been in a major city and done well, but they chose Waco. They used to say this, if you move to Waco, you must be wacko. There ain't nothing good ever came out of Waco. You know what happened in Waco? What? What? What shooting? Remember? Just look up, look up bad stuff that happened in Waco. There's nothing good happened in Waco. Except, watch this. God took a couple that had a covenant with him. And they chose Waco specifically, Chris. And they go to Waco, Texas. A pretty much, a, yeah, it was Waco forsaken. It sure looked like it. But a people that were in covenant with God who saw heaven doing something differently, said, we're going to go there. Do you know that Chip and Joanna Gaines, it may be four acres there that they own right there. Do you know about not quite five years ago, it was like the second or most third visited place in America. Waco, Texas. Waco, Texas. Four acres. 
they had to end up building restaurants because one couple who understood their covenant with God went to a cursed place and said, let me show you what we can do. Heaven has more for this city. They had to build restaurants because they were there. And they are literally changing the history of a city, one couple. What would happen in a city like this? Wonder why heaven has a say over Edmund or your, or your community. What, like realistically, what is heaven whispering that I want to do there? It will always seem bigger than us. But that's why by faith we have to believe what God is saying. You believe that by faith you can turn silos into homes and restaurants? You believe that by faith people will fly not just from America all over the world to visit Waco, Texas? You believe by faith that you can open up restaurants here and people will come? You believe by faith you can do Yes, we do. Somebody said, well, how am I going to know this is God's heart? Well, you won't know until you try. Jesus says you will know the will when you do it. I won't call them out. I should have asked them this before service. There's a couple in this room that God blessed over and above right here in the city of Edmond. That God could breathe on their business and send multiple millions a year right here from Edmond? So, come on, Taylor, real quick. So I would say over you, Novelin, you can do that business. Listen, no, no, I say over you, you can give birth to everything that Papa ever put in your heart to do. You understand that? You understand that? I would speak over you, Ben and Bree, that God would do this over your business. And it would go boom. I would speak over you, Tiffany and Stephen, that God could anoint the work of your hands and that you could excel right there in Dale. Over and above, beyond anything you can ask, think or imagine. I would speak over you, Kaylee and Jeremiah, that you can catch a wind of heaven's heart. And all that you do could literally be smothered and covered, favored and flavored by God. I know I say it all the time, but it's just my story. That this was in God's heart. Like you were in God's. I, I had a, a small seed. A small seed in my heart. But y'all were in that. And I didn't even know it. <laughs> but God is faithful. That God would touch a Cameron and a Joe Ellie's heart to move from Texas here. When really if you stayed you had the potential of probably owning everything your dad had but you left that to come here. I would say you're insane unless God moved upon your heart to actually do it. Walt Disney. He had a vision. Actually tried to put Disney World in Alabama and they told him no. It wouldn't work. Can you imagine how different Alabama would be today? Like people would have teeth there if they would have just let Walt Disney. It could have happened. But instead, they got a good football team, though. They told him no. He goes to Florida. He bought land that we would have said cursed. He bought land that nothing was happening there. Man, bought land that had swamps on it. But he had a vision. And he didn't even really get to live to see that vision fulfilled. Not in his life because he died. The re- I'm going to make a big statement. I believe the reason that a lot of people that do not have a actual relationship with Jesus why do so many of these people have the multi million or billion dollar ideas because for some reason people that don't have a relationship with Jesus most of them don't struggle at the thought of doing something big and making a lot of money impacting their generation but we Christians do for some reason and I'm like God would you take that mindset off of us 
and let us believe the kingdom way. Do you know that God knows the next billion or million dollar idea? Do you understand that? Do you understand that? Jesus said the kingdom of this, the, he said the children of this world or darkness are oftentimes wiser than the kingdom of the, the children of light. Said Jesus. Boy, was he ever right. He goes there, buys land in the Everglades, and today, look at it. People come from all over the world to go and have a good time at Disney World. And he never lived to see it. Do you know at the cutting of the ribbon of Disney World, the man that spoke right before Walt Disney's wife made a stupid statement. He said, boy, I sure wish Walt would have got to see this, but he didn't. This is amazing. Then Walt's wife stands up. She says, sir, I'm not trying to be harsh to you. She says, but I want to correct your statement. She said, he did see it. And if he wouldn't have saw it in here, you wouldn't be experiencing it now. Listen, I just want you to know, God is going to begin to dip things into our heart in here. And one day, it, it, it starts here first, but one day we're going to lay hands on it. Abraham, I want to release heaven through you. I'm going to make you the father of a nation. But I'm going to bless the globe through you. He was 75 when he got that word. What? Jesus, man. Jesus, man. I feel like God wants to remove impossibilities from us. If you feel like you're standing, you have a dream in your heart that you believe from the Lord, but all you see is impossible, I want you to stand up now in Jesus' name. Stand up. I'm going to just release this word in my heart. Stand up. I'm telling you, God is going to knock the I am off of your impossible. I want to say this. Your impossible is nothing more than an invitation for God to say, I want to do that. I want to do that. Listen to the words of Gabriel to Mary. When she said, how can this thing be? I don't know anybody that can make this happen. And he says, let me educate you on the being known as Yahweh. This wasn't a preacher talking. This was Gabriel. He says, I'm Gabriel and I stand in the raw, unfiltered presence of God. And I only leave his presence when he gives me a message. And he told me to let you know, you are going to give birth to a son. And she says, how can it be? I don't have anybody to make this happen. He says, this is how it's going to be. For with God, Mary, understand this, nothing shall be impossible. And he says, all God has to do is let his presence overshadow you. That's how fishermen and tax collectors and political zealots and prostitutes turned into preachers could take the message of the gospel and turn the known world upside down in less than 80 years. And they didn't have a train. They didn't have a plane. They didn't have a car. They didn't have internet. But they believe what God told them. And I just feel like God wants to stir hearts again to believe in for supernatural things again. I want to release today creativity for the arts again. Some of you, you want to write music, but it's not necessarily Christian music. I tell you, write and let God breathe on it. Some of you have been told that business is not spiritual. I want to rob you of that demonic thought. I want to tell you, believe again and let God birth business on the inside of you. Jesus, some of you had desires to do videos, but you've been robbed of that because it's not spiritual. I'm telling you, it is spiritual. Do it. Do you understand that in the Bible, the first people called anointed were artisans? Art artisans. People of the arts, they were those who built the tabernacle of Moses. God said, I'm going to anoint you to do this. Right now, Father, in Jesus' name, whoa, I release, whoa. I just say, God, I just agree with you in the Holy Spirit to move the M off of our possible. And I pray, God, for Holy Spirit creativity again now in Jesus' name. Dream. Write the book. Dream. Start the business. Dream. Write the idea down. Get it out of your heart. Dream. You can do this. Matter of fact, Sawyer, would you just come and pray into that? Why do I feel like you're supposed to do that? And Jesus. Jesus gave this mic right here. This mic. I want to do something else. I want to do something else. I'm going to ask you to do something. This ain't coming to me. This is just all to the Lord. If you believe that word is for you, I want you to put a seed on that today, right now, in Jesus' name. Matter of fact, put that giving screen back up there.
you want to give and if you want to give physically you can do that but i want put a seat i don't care if it's a two dollar seat put a seat on that now in jesus name i'm telling you god's going to unlock something if you believe there is something you're supposed to be doing, but you see a M in front of your possible, I just feel like the Holy Spirit wants to shift that now in Jesus' name. So you're just pray into that, whatever you feel. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Father, we thank you this morning that you are the seed giver. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Jesus, thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Good Father, you are the seed giver. Thank I you, thank Lord. you that we, do, we don't ever have to fear so you, we don't ever have to fear giving. We don't ever have to fear you, pouring out. We don't ever have to fear lack. I thank you that as you give, we can freely give. Thank you, Lord. As you have given us, we can freely thank give. You, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for the dreams that you've given us, Lord. I thank you for the vision that you've thank given you, Lord. us, Lord. I thank you that you created thank us you, in your image. Thank you, Lord. In your image as creatives. The creator created us in his image. We are creative. So I thank you this morning for the gift of creativity inside every human being in this room. You may think, oh, I'm not an artist. I I don't have that. That's that's a lie. So that's bull. That's bull. God has placed something on the inside of each and every one of us. And so I invite you just to posture yourself so that he can do what Pastor Josh was saying. He can breathe on it, allow it to to, to catch a fresh wind, allow it to be watered, allow it to spring up. So I just speak to the creative gifts on the inside of your people this morning. I say spring up, spring up. It's gonna happen. Spring up. It's gonna happen. Spring up. It's gonna happen. Spring up. I'm, I'm, I'm specifically gonna give the day on behalf of other people as well. It's going to happen. I'm telling you, I speak over you, Edmund, that we haven't seen anything yet. They will not be like right down the street at the corner of 33rd where they got that vacant old store that looks horrible. No, we're going to redeem land. Come on, Taylor. Hey, you know what? I'm done. Thank you for taking a moment to listen in to what Jesus is doing right here at Way Family Church in Edmond, Oklahoma. If you want to be a part of helping us to continue to share the gospel and get it out to as many people as we can, you can do that via Cash App at dollar sign Way Family Church, or you can visit our website at wayfamilychurch.com and click on the giving tab. For more information about Way Family Church, you can connect with us on all social media platforms or simply go to wayfamilychurch.com. Be blessed.